Welcome to Winging It, episode five. It's Jordan and I use world, and we're just living in it. It's nice to be back after the international break. Got the regular crew on side. Heskiff and Albert are in the house. Welcome, lads. Hello. Evening. Good and tag. Oh, good indeed. Good and Arbans, I think you'll find. Good. It should be. It should be good and Arban, To be fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, I was reading. I was reading Mark Twain's essay on the awful German language today, but I think there's that, that's a whole different podcast. Your words that's or his? Highbrow. <laughs> uh, Heskiff, when I did see Crystal Palace nine this week, I didn't realise it was because you were in Berlin. Yep. But <laughs> uh, so Crystal Palace women won nine one. It's not every day Palace score nine. It's not. And in fact, the game was kicking off when I was on board in the plane to come home from Berlin. And when I got off, I saw they'd won nine. Well, actually, it was nine nil. So as soon as I landed, they let a goal in. So that that one's that one's on me. That one's on me. Sorry. <laughs> Were you out there scouting Wunderkins for Dougie? I was out there scouting Schnitzel. That's what I was out there scouting. <laughs> what position does he play? <laughs> Is it, is it, can he play right back? Is the question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, got, right. he's got more pace than Joel Ward. Oh, snap. Just noticed, Hesk, if we're drinking out the same glass here, which I'm about to pour a lovely. Well, I don't. I say it's lovely. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm assuming it's lovely because I haven't had one yet. But I was down on, in Cornwall for the week on holiday and visited one of my favourites, the Dance Brewery. And this is called Under the Same Sky which is a double IPA. So, Albert, go ahead while I just have a taste of this, which is what? undoubtedly going to be glorious. What, with what I'm drinking? Um, it's mm. taken us so bloody long to start, not naming any names, that I actually finished my beer. It was a, <laughs> a Moretti. And the summering tambourine playing. Yeah, I mean, I'm, it's tempting. It's tempting. Joe, for those that don't know what the fuck that means, I will. <laughs> in our which tree, will be everyone. Which will time. be everyone except you two, really. And Joe, but she doesn't listen. Um, I had, I've had. i got a tambourine within arm's reach, and I was just shaking it at Terence and Heskiff. And bless her, Joe appeared, thinking that was me summoning for another drink. <laughs> And I don't know whether to be ashamed or proud. <laughs> oh dear, that's insights into your household. I sort of said, I said, well, it, it it wasn't, but if you're offering, <laughs> <laughs> and did she bring one? No, no, it, it was it was a big, big. It's one of those big bottles of Moretti, and I promised I'd only myself I'd only have half. Um, but now I'm really thinking about the second half. When mm. I joined. Um, this chat before we started recording, I thought I'd stumbled on Terence and Albert's second podcast because Albert was strumming a guitar and then shaking a tambourine and Terry was sort of swaying delicately. And I thought this was a sort of kumbaya podcast and it all went very quiet quickly when I came in. So I feel like I stumbled on a secret here. He just needed, just needed to mellow out a little bit. It was just a little bit of music therapy. Swaying delicately is yeah. not a way I've been described in the past with my 
awkward gait because of all of my injuries. <laughs> oh God, I'm so glad you said gait. I thought you were going to say that. <laughs> Talking of gates, how's yours after walking up Ben Nevis, mate? Snowdonia, but we'll gloss over that. Um, <laughs> are, they, are they not the same thing? No, no. Very. In fact, I don't know which one would be more offended at that statement. But, mind you, saying before before recording, I was saying that I thought "Wrecking Ball" and "I Knew You Were Trouble" was the same song. So no, he doesn't know. He's Miley Cyrus from his Taylor Swifts. <laughs> um, one's a, one's a pig in sing. That's all I know. Oh, wash your mouth out. Uh, and one sings like a uh, no. Uh, it was Snowdonia. It was it was hard. I'm not going to lie. It was brutal. And in real terms, obviously, you're walking up a mountain, so it definitely counts for a lot more. It's only about like five k of actual walking, but it's mm. it's it's bloody steep, isn't it? That's the problem. Um, <laughs> and what was really disheartening? No, not disheartening. But we got we got to the top. I don't anyone that's done it. You sort of you get to what is commonly described as the top, but then there's another peak where people sort of queue up to have their picture taken around this sundial, which is like essentially the, the very, very top. And as we were sort of congregating at the top, cause we'd all sort of become a disparate group. We all just standing there watching people come over the, the top. And then no word of a lie, this, this little girl appeared just walking up looking like, you know, she just started eating a bag of Watsits, not out of breath, just looked like fresh as a daisy. It turned out she was four, and I've never wanted to push a child down a hill as much as <laughs> as much as she got down to the bottom a lot faster. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me those Watsits. Um, yeah, so it, was, it was really good. We we were really lucky with the weather. If it had been raining, it would have been like the worst fucking day of my life. But it was really really good um, and good training for the marathon march. Yeah, and then you got to the top and heard that Mateta had assisted too, and you thought you'd gone. That was a neck. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> God, the hair's thin up here. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I wasn't resting on my laurels, and I was thinking about this podcast while I was in Cornwall, and I headed to uh, the only shop in the UK where you can buy Kevin Miller's book the kevin miller story so i've got three copies of this book and they will your twos will be in the post and we'll do us uh at one international break you'll get a kevin miller podcast special sorry what shop <laughs> it's the cancer research uk shop in falmouth right it's the only place you can get this book it's wow. not online kevin miller only gave it to this shop so they could make money on it. He didn't make any money on it, which um surprising. <laughs> Does he live down there? Guy. He's from Falmouth. Spoilers. And obviously I won't talk any more about it now, except from the the back of the book starts with a quote. He was fantastic. He reminded me of Gordon Banks, who I played with for England. He made it look easy. <laughs> Who's that? Who said that? Uh, Terry Cooper. Oh, oh Terry Coops. <laughs> yeah. Tezza, Tezza, Tezza to his mates. Te- the old Tesla. 
<laughs> well, so we'll get into that. I'm, I'm very excited. So yeah, in one international break, instead of us having a break, we'll, you'll get a Kevin Miller book club special. Dramatic reading of. <laughs> Dramatic reading. Apparently he's been on a podcast talking about it. I saw someone reply to us on Twitter. But I'm all, without listening to it, I'm almost certain that they didn't ask did you take a bribe at QPR? So it's not it's not the definitive Kevin Miller podcast, is it? <laughs> We've got one question and one question only. <laughs> Imagine going, we actually try and get him on, go through the whole effort. It was like, <laughs> so did you take a private QPR? Cool. Your connection has a, been disconnected. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's what they call a gotcha. <laughs> that's weird We're winging it have put out a podcast that lasts seven seconds so, why have they done that? <laughs> yeah and they've been sued for everything they own <laughs> which is three copies of kevin miller's book <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well they were four pound 95 a piece mate it's uh oh, wow. times are tough did so you try, you should not try and get him down considering you're buying three go on three for two <laughs> three for two uh, i suppose i should <laughs> The whole experience in the bookshop, well, it's not a bookshop, it's a charity shop, right? The whole experience was very, very bizarre. Yeah. So I was down there, down there with my friend Sergio, who's also a Palace season ticket holder. And we're looking for this book on the shelves. We can't find it. So we go to the counter to ask, and there is just this really old lady sat there, must be in her late 70s, and she's just staring dead ahead. So I'm like, excuse me? And she doesn't even move, blink, look at me or anything like that. So I'm just like tentatively continuing. Um, A couple of years ago, you had a special edition book by an ex-Premier League footballer called Kevin Miller, called The Kevin Miller Story. And at this point, she then turns and looks at me. And at the same time, Sergio goes, oh, look, it's here. And there are like 100 copies below the counter. (laughs) Believe it or not, that was my next question. And I, I, she's like, and I'm like, oh, look, he's found it. She's like, oh, this book. And I was like, yeah. And I was like, but you know, like this is the only place you can buy this book. I'm sure there'd be some people want to read it. You should probably like, if you've got that many copies there that are obviously not shifting, you should probably get them on eBay or something so people can buy them and you can make a bit of money. And then she shouts across the shop to her colleague, Dave. <laughs> this book over here and for some reason Sergio thought she was talking to him and he started answering her (laughs) to which she just looked at him and went is your name Dave is it (laughs) I'm just like what the fuck is happening she just told him off for a bit of confusion and then yeah so then the guy came over and said he's going to put the books online and I said oh um I'm glad you've got it here, though, because otherwise it would have been a wasted journey, like joking that I'd travel all the way down from London just to buy this book. And she was like, well, you should have called ahead. <laughs> and I was like, well, I did email and I got no response. And I had actually called the shop three times and no one answered. Mm-hmm. I was like, so I had emailed. And they was like, oh, did you use the right email, Jeff? I was like, yeah, Falmouth shop at Cancer So, oh, oh, that's strange. We usually respond to every email. Well, next time, just pick up the phone. <laughs> just like who is this woman <laughs> why is she being like this or not, there won't be a fucking next time just give us the book please and we'll be on our way we don't want no trouble mm. exactly so 
you never know it might it might end up on sale online at some point if these ancient people down there can figure out the internet i've got a feeling that that anecdote (laughs) might be better than anything that is in the actual book (laughs) i also like that the book's under the counter like it's some kind of contraband yeah you're gonna have to take it out of the shop in a in a brown paper bag don't tell anyone code word code word qpr tap the old nose (laughs) i'm here for the uh special book yeah no, you know not the not the not the second hand razzle, the other one. <laughs> Dave, you can have that back. <laughs> but this is not the Kevin Miller special. We'll get into that at another time. It wasn't. It wasn't the Kevin Miller special. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, because you were up Snowdonia, <laughs> you missed the Wolves game. Yeah, I did. So you're gonna you're gonna have a, a good old time with this one. <laughs> okay now. Three in three. Someone get the door. But you're in luck because I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little recap of what happened in the game. Oh, they'll flick on. Messer into the box and into the bottom corner. And Crystal Palace restore their advantage. There's going to be an opportunity and it's 3-1. Lower into the bottom corner. So, yep, a 3-2 victory against Wolves. Uh, another another result, I think, that just falls in line exactly with last season. We beat them at home as well. So, like for like, I think we're on a complete par. But uh, eventually, a pretty good performance, uh, resulting in the three points. Heskiff, mm. you can get us, you can get us underway. I think you're right. gonna you're gonna well, <laughs> great. You're gonna take on Odson Edward. I think I am indeed. Okay, so. And listen, I've been listening back to the old pods. You can, yeah, you get your timer out. You keep going over and tell me I'll start you because I finished. This time I'll just mute you. Shit. Okay. Right. Your minute starts now. Uh, so, Edouard, who I predicted would be top scorer, <laughs> I think, or at least would be in double figures, has done uh, every bit of good for me uh, in that game. Um, thought he played really well, to be honest. The first half was a bit bit of a plain performance from both teams but he looked all right um but the way that he took both goals is what i really liked um we said in sheffield united game that goals from the six yard box is where he wasn't last year um so he got one against sheffield united similar against plymouth peach of a cross from from ty and, and a really good finish um, and the second one is, is again, we've talked all last year about how good he would be when playing with confidence. Lovely bit of link up with JP, got the ball out of his feet, perfect finish. And I finished with five seconds to spare. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, really, really like, so he's three goals, three goals down, four if you count the League Cup. Into the towards that double figures outrageous mm-hmm. prediction, which is now obviously not seeming outrageous at all. But let's not get carried away. We've all seen Palace strikers 
yeah. start a season well before and then this, end this, up not scoring till December. <laughs> this could be it. So I'm just going to enjoy it while I can. Yeah, shock that Heskiff has chosen a French player. But there you go. <clears throat> right, so I'm going to um, quickly follow up with Mateta. Um, follows up his <laughs> hat-trick at Plymouth with two assists off the bench against Wolves. I mean, his timing as a Palace player has been incredible. It's like twice it's looked like he's out the door and then all of a sudden he's turned up at the right moments. But it's like something happened at half-time at Plymouth. and so, Something's just twigged. I don't know what's happened, whether it's uh, building a relationship with Edouard or something's happened. But he just looks like a different player. He still looks very awkward, but it brings that sort of um, chaos factor in that sense. But, you know, he's two assists in the game off his back. A deliberate assist off the back is not something you're going to see in football very often. So that's outrageous in itself. And then, I don't know, if you'd ever wonder what a giraffe looked like trying to do a back heel, um, look no further than Edouard's second goal because that's that's exactly what it looks like. Well, now, Albert. <laughs> Albert. We've, we've given you a slight ease off here that we're going to let you speak about Eze because you saw him play for England last night. Yeah. Still going yeah. to struggle to fill a minute, but, you know. No hesitation or repetition. No right. what? Your minutes. <laughs> no, no hesitation. No, no, no. No, no, Ezza, mate. Ezza, not Ezza. Um, your minute starts now. Now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I completely forgot the England game was on last night. And as I sat down and thought, I'll stick it on, because I, I didn't even know what the lineup was. I, I, I tuned in just to see Ezza come on uh, for Rashford, I believe. Um, and, you know, I think the England midfield is, you know, oh, I've dropped something. <laughs> not on purpose. Um, you know, I think the, the England midfield is, you know, when Jordan Henderson actually gets put in his rightful place on the bench, you know, it's it's a it's a very very good bunch of players. Obviously, Jude Bellingham's getting all the headlines, but you know, as they come on, and I think within would we say three or four minutes, you know, he, he manages to bring down a ball with a, a really really sort of slick bit of control, which you know we're not we're not too unfamiliar seeing. Um, and he nearly scores his first England goal. It's a sort of a good save from the keeper. Potentially could have done a bit better, but, you know, he'd only just been on the pitch. And I think it's amazing because he doesn't look out of place. Mm. Yeah, it was an incredible touch. It was kind of a bit like the touch for the goal against Wolves, bringing it down from behind him, getting it in front of him, getting across the, the body of the defender with his second touch and bringing it onto his left. Keeper just made a really good save. So, yeah, good performance. Um <clears throat> Oh, him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But obviously, it was England's 150-year anniversary fixture um, against the first fixture from Scotland, also in Scotland. It was a nil-nil draw all the way back in 1872. Uh, Heskiff, the club are really pushing that we're now the only team to have had a player play in the first international and the 150th. Yeah, we can follow this alongside the copious amounts of writing in the programme last season about how we invented football or whatever it is that the line is now oldest club in the world in that. Uh, and they, they mentioned it a few times there. 
along with, you know, we invented the FA or, or whatever it was. Um, you know, I, you're asking the person that doesn't watch international football. So, I mean, I'll take it, I guess. Um, I feel sorry for Gay that he had to play alongside Dunk for 45 minutes, obviously then went off at half time for reasons unknown, though I don't think the two things are not connected. Um, <laughs> the reasons are fully known now. Oh, it's, they? It, it's a hip injury or hip and groin injury that he went into the international break already having. And he played in both games. Did he play? He played yeah. in the first game, didn't he? Great. Yeah. Great. <laughs> I mean, I I couldn't have written that any better, could I? Really, that's exactly what I would have said would happen. Um, but yeah, Palace own the England international team, start and finish. I guess is that what we're saying? Yes, exactly. We're we're also the only the same player. His name his name was is was was uh, was his was Charles Charles Chenery. Shenery, Charles Shenery, Lo- loved a bit of alliteration back in the day, didn't they? Yeah. He played in all of England's first three games, scoring one goal. Oh, we'd take that return these days, wouldn't we? <laughs> one in three from a striker. Mm. So, and yeah, so he is the was in the first game and then Crystal Palace obviously represented by Eza and Mark Gay in the next one. So we're now up to, well, depending how you look at it, we're up to 18 England internationals from Crystal Palace or 22. (laughs) So four from Crystal Palace in the opening era and 18 since. Gay now has six caps whilst playing for Palace for England. Hot on the heels of... That's pretty good. Who's got the most... Playing for Palace and England. Palace and England. Mm. With, with nine. Played a lot of. Uh, is meaningless, fair to say, in the early 90s. It's not Jeff Thomas, is it? <laughs> it is Jeff Thomas, yeah. yes. So Jeff Thomas with nine, uh, Gay with six. And then uh, you got Kenny Sampson got nine as well, actually. Which I guess is understandable considering how good he was. All during um, his Palace. <clears throat> yeah, he, he played nine times as a Palace player. Okay. Yeah. And then obviously a bunch of a bunch more as an Arsenal player. Like, mm. did he did he push 90 caps or something? Samson, he got a fair amount. Um, but then weirdly on our list is, again, it's kind of, is your 18 actually 16? Because two of them are Chelsea loanees. They was playing for us while they were on loan from Chelsea. In Loftus Cheek and Conor Gallagher, so who knows? But I think it's fair to say Gay and Eze are going to end up with quite a few more caps in the rest of their careers, um, and will probably both pass Sansom and Thomas on nine. Gay probably, oh. as he yeah. as they might be gone by before then. Who knows? Uh, although you could say the same about Gay. Arthur Henry Patrick Savage from 1876. Oh, Arthur right. Henry's, that's my boy's first two names. I was like, hang on a minute, where's this going? <laughs> are, they, are they Savage? 
I mean, he can be quite savage. Yeah. Well, there you go. You can say now your kids are named after one of the OG Palace players. Stick that in the program notes. <laughs> Um, there's obviously been other players on international duty. Uh, lovely to hear that Jefferson Lerma had to play two very difficult 90 minutes in a game. They won one nil and one they drew nil nil. So I'm sure he didn't do shit ton of running, but I'm sure he's, he's turned out fine. Um, but Jordan, Ayew, what a week Jordan Ayew's had. Amazing. It's been his birthday. He scored for Ghana. He captained Ghana in the other game against Central African Republic. And he wins player of the month. But let's talk about the song. Oh, here he comes. (laughs) So if you haven't seen or heard it, I don't know where you've been. But it's to the tune of Teardrops by Womack and Womack. Or Love Station, if you're a late 90s garage kid. Let's stick with Womack and Womack, please. Thank you. <laughs> Most people only know that song because of the Love Station. Most Flavor people are rematch. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Exactly. <laughs> have, you, have you seen it, Albert? Yes, I have seen it. I thought uh, I thought it was a solid effort, and um, I can't pick any holes in it. Same, same. But it would be weird if someone would hear such a catchy and clever tune, wouldn't you say, Albert? And think, and think. Do you know then, what? I'm going to shit on this. I mean, two two words. Well, we, we, two lots of two words. Fun sponge. Yeah, could be one. Mirth Hoover. Yeah, and as I've said, most people are pricks. So. Yeah. Listen, I I think it's a work in progress and it has potential to be really good. Like grade A football chant. What grade is it at the moment? It it's it's an F because it's just factually inaccurate across the board. (laughs) It's kind of two marks. It's like an A star for creativity but a fail for factual accuracy. Okay. What Shall we just go for it? Because for people who haven't heard it, it starts with Cruyff turns against West Ham, reminds me of Jordan Ayew. He did zero Cruyff turns in that goal against West Ham. Objection, Your Honour. <laughs> <laughs> Last minute at the Amex when Big Ben put him through. Last time I checked... The 70th minute was not the last minute of a football match. But you're right with Big Ben. You're happy that that's... Well, Big Ben did point for him, yeah. Yeah, but you're happy that he's big big enough. Easy fix here. Easy fix is here. Late on at the Amex, when Big Ben pointed through. Easy fix. Easy. Okay. I'll be happy with that. Hodgson's made him a baller. Now he's running rings around you. I'm happy with that. That's gold. Good, good, good. Jordan Ayew is one syllable too many. But I get what I go with it, and I'm happy with it. I'll, I'll okay. let it slide. <laughs> Electric slide. <laughs> and the football doesn't feel like it should without Jordan IU is also very good. I like it. That's something I've never thought I'd say. 
No. <laughs> but it's very, because I, I, it is a very tongue-in-cheeky song as well. I like it. It's, I, I think it's really, really good. And I'm obviously only just jesting it has, with it has the factual big, inaccuracies. It has big... Um, you, you know the, the Kabai song started with Ooh. those two Piss Palace fans on the tube, and then the Mateta yeah. one was Piss Palace fans at a party. And this, yeah. I don't know if they're pissed, but it feels like... He was drunk. He must have been, yeah. Like they're probably, pissed probably on public transport. Pissed, pissed off listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's going to love it. No, yeah. factually incorrect. What are they saying on that again. podcast? No. Um, <laughs> no, you've got no issues with um, Crystal Palace, Crystal Palace FC, are by far the greatest team the world has ever seen. You, you, you're, you're right with that. You're right with that one. No. Will, because that's no. about Crystal Palace. That one's about Crystal Palace, eighteen sixty-one. Yeah, where exactly. There, there were only three teams in the world, and we were like marginally the best one. <laughs> so when it was written, factually correct. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, but honestly, big fan of it. Well done, lads. I really enjoyed it, and fair play to the Palace admin for getting on board and tweeting it out. Okay. Is it tweeting it out or is it xing it out now? I don't know. Don't know. X- xing it. That sounds a bit too um, risque. Yeah, it sounds Kevin Miller under the counter, Xing it out. Yeah. Triple <laughs> Xing it out. Mm. Go anyway. Go on. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Fans advisory board has been launched. You've got to put yourself forward for election. If you haven't done so already. Yeah, Albert. You've got You've got until the twentieth, twentieth of September, something like that. Twentieth, twenty-first of September, yeah, to get your applications in. Yeah, um, just finishing mine off now. Have you made little? <laughs> you know those little pin badges that say "Vote for Albert." Yeah, yeah, and it's asked for like why would why would you make a good representation of the fan base? We're going to answer the questions here oh, okay. together oh, okay. today. Oh. This is this is going to be our joint application. So, okay. the questions are on the survey that you have to fill out. That may well be used on the website if you end up as one of the people put forward. How long have you supported the club? Well, Albert, which club? <laughs> so, that has to scrub no, out. No, no. What I've written <laughs> here is, I've written since 1861. <laughs> oh, great. You are... Steve Parrish and I claim my five pounds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was at the first Palace game in 1862. Ch- Chevy Chase, whatever he was called. when he, <laughs> I was there when he played for England. What was his name? Chick Chenery. Ch- Chenery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Charles, Charles, Charles John Chenery. He's my dad. CJ, CJC, as we all know him as. A bit the big CJ, absolutely. Next question. <laughs> Why would you like to apply for a seat on the fan advisory board? What did you put for that? Um, big fan of all the food in Speroni's, and I'm assuming that's where the meetings would take place. <laughs> <laughs> I want more of that sweet mango coolie. Coolis. The mango coolis. <laughs> no, that was in that was in the Legends restaurant. That's a well, <laughs> and then, see, this is why you know your shit. This is why you'd be good on the board. You know what food yeah. is available at what match day experience. So, Al- Albert, Albert just wrote, I want the seat because it's got more legroom than the White Horse. Yeah. So, again, I'm not. Oh, I'm not in my new seats, bruv. Cool. All the legroom you need. Um, 
Yeah, why would you, yeah, Heskiff, what did you put? Uh, fuck, I don't know. Yeah, how did you? <laughs> I do don't. That? I can't be asked. Na, yeah. na. <laughs> yeah, I've used I've used up my jokes on you, mate. I put I put because fully supportive of fan um, fan led chants. <laughs> yeah, factually correct fan led chants, yeah. or just any, any, any. Yeah, fine. Next question. What do you think are the most important topics the fan advisory board should discuss? Definitely factual correctness of chance. Mm. Why why the fuck can't I get the mango coolie in Speronis? Yeah. Um <laughs> if I don't I don't know if we ever got to the bottom of it, but what was Pards thinking with the dance? I don't think that's ever been mm. answered. We'll get him I'm on the phone answered. then. Um <clears throat> Yeah, not sure. What did you put, Terence? Uh, safe standing. Oh, so, oh, yeah. oh, sorry. Do you don't want my serious answers? Oh, actual replies. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I, I've been bombarded by people saying I should apply, which means yeah. I'd get about. But by bombarded, I mean that I mean I'd get like seven votes. I imagine. Or something yeah. Like well, I'm wavering on yours, to be honest. Um, I've got, I've got, I've got safe standing, but it's safe standing in the urinals in the White Horse because the ceiling's really low and pitched, and I have to wait. I have to wait for a specific spot at the gable end where it's a bit higher. Um, any any gentleman taller than probably five foot eight who's in the White Horse would appreciate that. If I was on a serious note, if I was on the advisory board, I'd be pitching designs to repurpose the end of the Homesdale as you get in at blocks A and B end to make that a complete horseshoe bar at the end. Like it's fucking bollocks what they've got there. That little tiny craft beer thing that you can't even queue for and is always empty. Get rid of that whole block, make a horseshoe bar and you'd be able to make so much more money on beers. Everyone can get served quicker. That's quite a good one. That's, That's a pretty good shout, actually. Yeah. What, what are you doing? For, what are you doing for me and my fellow white horseians? Well, I don't know. I, I hadn't finished yet because. Oh, oh okay. I, I'm going to name that bar the Shipperley Bar. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> no, there's, 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 there's definitely not enough headroom in the toilets for that. <laughs> it's died. That died a death. Um, I don't. It's true. The fellow white horseians. Maybe delivery to your seat service from Tasty Jerk. Ooh. Mate, sold. Um, <laughs> I'd like a screen. I'd like a screen for the White Horseians, please. Because on uh, one on every seat in front of you. You want to be like Parish and Bright, just like watching yeah. all the replays. No, just something you know. We don't get to see the the what was lovingly called the jumbotron before. You know, we're all in. We're all in the dark. Maybe they could bring back the old one that used to just like flash eagles and stuff. Oh, that was great. And it had the the eagle with a ball spinning on his wing. Yeah, the two hands. Clap, clap, that, clap. That looked like they were clapping, but in reality, just like they were like rubbing their hands together, which is probably came from Ron Nodes, bless him. <laughs> okay. What does fan engagement mean to you? Fan engagement. Fan engagement. Sitting here, 
talking to you two once a week is probably as engaged yeah. with the fans as I could be. I think all the fans around me want me to shut up. So I don't know that I'd... Um, a, a ditto on the here as well. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I'm, um, I'm, I'm such a fan engager that I specifically moved to two seats in the White Horse that are just two seats on their own off the aisle. So, you know, if anything, I'm I've, I've, I'm less engaged. Oh, yeah. that's good. You know, I was in the... Um, I went to the under-21s game recently at Sellhurst and I was in the main stand and I was like looking at certain seats. I was like, if I was going to move over here, I'd want that specific one <laughs> because legroom is few and far between over there. Eyes on the prize. But, but that stand will be gone soon, hopefully. Yeah. 2028. <laughs> well, as part of the yeah. fan advisory board, I'd, you know, I'd be expecting regular updates from you as to what's happening with the stand. Would, Indeed. Would, would, would the advisory board be get on with it? <laughs> yes. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'd, would I move? Would I move to the main stand? The new main stand. I'm getting kind of old, and I've got bad knees. Hang on a minute. I'm the oldest one here. If you move, I'm in real trouble. Mm. You can't. You've got to be behind a goal. I you don't know. You know, this marathon march might be the end of my legs. So, I might need those cushion seats, which I assume they're going to be. How many people will be on this advisory board? I don't know. Is there one say. already? It's like someone. No, is it's it like a new this, thing. Like I think it's it, it come out of that like. <laughs> no. Is it come out of that like FA review or something? Yeah, no. I think it has. I think it's something yeah. that every club needs to have. Yes. But I mean, the guy you need to apply to for it, who's going to, is the main contact, is also the guy that pulled me into a meet, asked me to come to a meeting, and then I get there and they bombard me with a couple of guys from Socios. And I'm just like, what is this? Uh, oh, it's Socios. And, and then I'd like that. We emailed you before you came, and I opened my emails, and 20 minutes before I arrived there, there was an email saying what the meeting was about. <laughs> Great. And you have to buy you have to buy ten fan tokens to say no. <laughs> are we even still? Are they still a thing? Are we still involved with them? God knows. The socios fan moment or whatever moment of the week has become cinch, hasn't it? Yeah, cinch is better. Hmm. Well, they had. We used to. We had a socios. Wasn't it at the at the awards? last year when somehow Mateta against Leicester didn't win it. I think that was a Socios oh. moment of the season. To be honest, as soon as I see Socios, I just close mm. tab. Yeah. Not into it. That meeting was funny. Just, they're just been like, I don't know. I don't, don't know. Did you see what happened West, with West Ham with it? I just, I think it's going to be worse here. <laughs> I'm just not sure. I'm not sure. And I felt, I felt sorry for him as well, actually, because the two, it felt like the two guys who were there from Socius were actually just, you know, they'd drunk the Kool-Aid a little bit and they were genuinely football fans and they really thought that this is what fans wanted. And, it, yeah, just a bit. What we want is on Shed, son. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. If Can you're you listening, fan advisory can, board. 
can you block off the bottom third of the goal and get people who are 50 years old and on a walking stick to try and kick it over it from the halfway line, please? Yeah. For the privilege of driving a Toyota Yaris for a week. (laughs) (laughs) Final question. I'm going to direct this one at Albert. What would you add to the fan advisory board group? We've added a G here, so it's not just fab anymore. It's fabg, if elected. What would I add to the fan advisory group? What would you add to the fan advisory board group, if elected? Oh, I don't know. Um, I've got some nice winging it hats that I've had made. (laughs) They are nice. I'm not sharing them. (laughs) Go and buy... Uh, I mean, outside of us three on the marathon march, who else would want to wear one? Producer Sam. Producer Sam. That's may- maybe Billiam. Maybe Billiam. Carl might want one. He likes fashion. <laughs> How many did you get made? About 58. No. <laughs> Eight, 1,861. No, I only got, I only got, I think I got, <laughs> I got six. I got six. It's, you know, okay. it's, it's like prime, isn't it? Don't do enough of them. Everybody lose their fucking mind. And then bang, that's when we can say, yeah, you can have one. 60 quid. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. No, we'll do, we'll do I, prizes or something. Yeah. We'll I, give, I one, was gonna, we'll give some away. About what Albert would add to the group. Going by what he adds to our group chat, it's probably a picture of Ian Botham. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be welcome, but he'd have it. I've got a large format printer at work. We could get one of those. <laughs> well, funny you say that because you wait till you get your copy of this Kevin Miller book. Oh, well, hang on a bit. Because it looks like he's, he looks like he's printed it on his home printer at home. Blimey, no wonder that woman in the shop wasn't saying much. <laughs> it's like pixelated writing on the back, mate. You wait till you get it. Living the dream. You're going to be... Yeah, oh, mate, it's gold. I'm excited. Are you going to apply for the fan advisory board, Terence? Come on. <sighs> well, I'm, I'm probably not allowed to now after this last five minutes. <laughs> but no, I, d- I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I've, I haven't thought about it yet. Um, I'd... I feel like I'd want to make sure I could commit to it properly. And if I feel like I can't commit to it properly, I'll properly, I won't apply, but yeah. we'll see. It's not like you live right near the ground or anything, is it? No, You've, it's right. I do. I do want to give a bit more back in terms of to the community and things. And that's probably would be my twist on it. Um, but <clears throat> I don't know. We'll see. We will see. Let's you talk got, about some football now. You've you got to get your damn sorted out first. Put Williams there. Moxie for Gale. And only Delph is back. Dwight Gale. Can he win it? He can! That is stunning! That is brilliant! That is breathtaking! Dwight Gale with a crucial goal in a critical game. Talk about leaving it late for Crystal Palace. Yeah, that that would probably be me leaving my application late, trying to get it in on the 20th of September. But no, um, wonderful commentary there from 2000. That was 2014, wasn't it? 2000, 
probably 13 actually because it was boxing day wasn't I was gonna it say it's christmas yeah. wasn't it yeah, yeah yeah one of the iconic moments since promotion just an absolutely stunning goal to win it late on at villa who evil we played sash. this week evil, evil sash, sash indeed Mile Yednak forcibly moving him to the away end <laughs> with a big drag. Get over here, boy, instead of right over there. Um, we go to Villa this week, and I really, really did plan to get a Villa fan on to talk to. But my mission to find one was kind of scuppered by A, there are 17 different Aston Villa podcasts on iTunes alone. 17. And that was just the ones that came up in the search when I searched Aston Villa. So I was like, fuck, this is causing problems with research. The first two I listened to or attempted to listen to, within the opening five minutes of each, they referred to themselves without joking as a top C, top seven Premier League club. At which point I turned both of them off and <laughs> gave up looking for an Aston Villa fan. So yeah, we can't be having that. Top seven. One of the one of them was genuinely saying that Philip Coutinho should have been happy with being a bit part player from the bench for a top seven Premier League side. Valid point, <laughs> valid point if they were a top seven Premier League side, but they're not. Yeah. So, <laughs> do you think we can refer to Jeffrey Schlupp as a bit part player for a top 15 side? <laughs> no, because he plays every week. Premier League winner, <laughs> Premier League winner, mate. Premier only some respect on the name. Only Premier, Premier League, League winner in our is he the only Premier League winner in our what in our squad? Yeah. Yeah, English Premier League winner because Bag Boy, Bags Man, Alton Edwards obviously won Premier League in Scotland. Mm. Yes. Yeah, he must. He must be. Where was Klein when Liverpool won it? Not that I'm not, saying, not, not saying that. Not saying that he got a, he got a medal or anything, but oh. he must have been there. We can. We, we he could have been. I'm trying to think. That was the COVID season, though. It don't count. Oh, yeah. Asterix on that league title, isn't yeah. there? Sorry, Liverpool fans. Hollow victory. Hollow victory. Honours for Nathaniel Klein. League Cup runner-up, 15-16. Champions League runner-up, 17-18. Europa League runner-up, 15-16. Palace right-back berth runner-up, I was going to say, Individual. Crystal Palace young player of the season, 08, 09, 09, 10. Crystal Palace player of the season, 10, 11. That's, that's quite a run there. That's a good run. That, fair yeah. To him. Yeah. Football League Championship player of the month, October 2011. But no, he did not win the Premier League with Liverpool. At that point, he I think it was Bournemouth. They won it in 18, 19. So it was the yeah. season after he left. But he also didn't play a single game in 1920. No, so was he there? I don't know. I think he was on loan at Bournemouth when they won it. Well, we know where he is now. That's the main thing. (laughs) On the bench. bench. Yeah, Don La La Bench. 
trying to hold on to Joel Ward's coattails. <laughs> Good luck with that, yeah, mate. So, alas, no, no Aston Villa fan, I'm afraid. Um, going into the game, I guess the big talking point is Gay getting or going on England duty with an injury. Like, fair play to the lad. He obviously loves football and wants to play football. Most people normally pull out of international duty. So if he's gone there and said, nope, I want to go and play for my country, fair play to him. Uh, it doesn't do us any favours that he's gone off at half-time injured with what appears to be an injury that was bothering him a bit when he got there. But there you go. However, this could be a chance, Heskiff, to see holding. I have no idea if he's fit. He's, he's already been out on... Um, community Palace mm-hmm. for Life stuff, mm-hmm. um, which I just assume he's already made for Nathan Ferguson then. So I don't know if he's injured or not. I hope he's not. Because uh, having seen Tompkins at Plymouth, I'm not sure I want him. Well, that's what about, what about that against the amount of, the, the, Well, what are you. Potentially, I don't know. I just get this feeling that Roy doesn't seem to like him for some reason. It would have to be. It would have to be Richards if it's if it's not holding. It will have to be Richards just because the amount of pace that Villa have in their front line. Yeah, especially after adding Diaby as well. They're they're very very quick. Um, I mean, they got spanked at Newcastle at the end, but every time they countered, they looked really really dangerous. But it was just at the other end where they were a bit leaky, like that. Pal Torres, for example, seems a bit mm-hmm. um, a bit ropey, and maybe someone we can get at. But it's been a bit of a shitty hunting ground for us in recent years. So yeah, we've we <laughs> we've gone down to ten men, and then they battered us three 0 in one of the games in recent years. That's fucking awful. <laughs> it was awful, but Tyrone Mings is like out, out, isn't he? He's got yeah. in that Newcastle game picked up a bad injury. So, what do you reckon? How are you feeling about it? I think it's going to be a a really big test. Um, you know, we've won the games probably we'd expect to win this season. We've definitely drawn the game we'd all expect to draw because no <laughs> one thinks anything other than a draw for Brentford. Villa, I think Villa are a good team. I mean, to be fair, the only games I've seen them are Newcastle, where, like you said, they they got pumped, but they actually looked pretty good going forward. And then when they beat Everton, who were absolutely atrocious in that game anyway. Um, but, yeah, pace seems to be the one thing that they that they really do have. Diaby looks absolutely Usain Bolt when he's, when he's on the run. Um and like you say, our record against Villa is pretty rough up at Villa Park. So, I mean, if Gay's injured, I definitely don't want to see Tonks. Um, I like the guy, but he hasn't been first team worthy for a couple of years now. Richards has got pace. We know that. We saw that, especially in that game against Manu last year when he sort of sprinted the length of the pitch and made that great tackle against Anthony, I think it was. Oh, so I would definitely oh. like to see Richards play. I don't um, think Anthony's. Don't want to talk about Anthony at the moment. We don't want to talk about Anthony. Um, but Richards has been playing for the States in the last couple of games. I saw that he, I think he started both and he got subbed off late on in the last one. So he's playing, he, he's fit, unless he comes back with an injury from International Week. Um, yeah. Why have we got Tompkins playing? Because Chris Richards is injured after a friendly in St. Louis against Uzbekistan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, I mean, they there's there's not a more Crystal Palace sentence, I don't think. So. That would be the most Palace thing to happen. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I would love to see him. I, I agree. I don't think Roy seems to really rate him that highly. But if it's a straight shootout between him and Tonks, it would be absolute suicide to put Tonks on. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, he's done it in the past, so we'll see. Yeah, we, flip, I mean, we all panicked last season with Tompkins against Brighton, if you remember, and he yeah. scored the equaliser. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I think that to be to try and be a bit positive, which is hard for me, as we all know. <laughs> you know, Edouard's in good form. IU's been great. Ebbs is, is building up to, to sort of really take teams on now this season. So if they are a bit dodgy at the back, we, we've definitely got players that are in form and capable of causing problems um so that's why i say it's going to be it's going to be very interesting because i think they're going to be not top seven but they'll they'll be a decent team this year so um i'd take a draw for sure yeah definitely i think it's the let's say we're pretty much on a par points of points as we were last season against the opposition this will be the first time where we can really make a gain into that where you can pick up any sort of point a, a draw or a win is better than last season. So, yeah, it's a good test. Undoubtedly a tough game. I'd be, would be happy to come away with a point. But, um, I don't know, I just, I feel like we can nick it. I feel like we can nick it. We can clip this and play it back next week when we lose 3-0, I suppose. <laughs> but, Albert, you look, you look like... You're relishing the return of Premier League football. I mean, I fucking hate international breaks. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Even when there's Palace players representing England, um, yeah, I think it, you know you look at you look at Villa's results and they're either they're either scoring three or they're conceding five and three. You know, so there's there's definitely goals to be had in the game. It's just you know how one sided will that number be. So I think there's. I think there's potential for it to be maybe a sort of high-scoring draw, you know, maybe a, a two-two or something like that, because they're clearly blow hot and cold. You know, they're either, like I say, they're either scoring more than two or or conceding more than two. So yeah, it'll, it'll be an interesting game. Obviously, they're the they're the home team, so they'll fancy that they can probably come at us, you know, and, and like you say, that pace they've got up front now is um, is blistering and. Um, Old, uh, what's his chops? Unai Emery's got them playing great football. He did a great job last season, and they've they've only improved in sort of the personnel. So, but you know, again, I say it all the time. I'm bar probably Man City and maybe Liverpool this year. There's no team that I I worry about being embarrassed by. You know, even if we lose, I, you know, I'd, I'd like to think that Roy's savvy enough to to not allow that to be a ridiculous score. Um, should they win? So yeah, I think it's got goals in it. I think we can certainly score past them. You know, Edward Mateta, they, they look like there's something there. Eze's buzzing. I use buzzing. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm confident we can come away with a draw. Hmm. Okay. Lovely. I think that's enough for this week. Um, I think I'm going to go and head down to South Norwood high street to the gringo butcher that has just opened up where Matthias Franzer is buying his meat from, it would appear. So I'm going to hang out there and see if I can bump into him and find out what his fucking injury is. Don't bump into him too hard, please. (laughs) (laughs) I wish someone would tell us what's wrong with him. But 
who knows imagine we find out it's just like a an over elaborate john texter scam to shift some funds around stop it <laughs> stop it <laughs> oh, i obviously i kid but thank you to everyone for listening um if you want to hit us up on socials we're at winging it cpfc on all your socials at winging it no sorry winging it cpfc at gmail.com if you want to email us uh for any contact to the show <clears throat> we will be back next week and i think fulham we got fulham the week after yep so a little bit of chat about fulham little bit of chat about our wonderful win at Villa Park. And any anything Spoilers else that falls in between. Yeah. Spoilers if you're listening, yeah. And anything else that falls in between. Um, I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to find any other obscure Crystal Palace player books between now and then. But I'll give it a go. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks to Heskiff and thanks to Albert. Thanks to Samantha for producing. Thanks to Breaking Saints Music for our theme music, as always. And... Until next week, up the palace.